Patrick, I got to tell you that I've had some of the best times at the movies this week. Everybody, this is the Forest Film Club. Over there's the Vanilla Bear. Patrick, over here, if you don't know, you should know, is your Chocolate Bear Mundo. We're in a little bit of a time crunch. We got a lot to talk about today, so I'm going to hop right into it, okay? So Let's do it, baby. I went to see three movies in a row on three days this week at the theater. Nice. Day one. Uh, Wednesday went over and or Thursday went over uh, drove uh, uh, 40 minutes away so I could see an advanced screening of Renfield with with Nick Cage and Nick Holt in it Uh, Friday saw air with Matt Damon uh, (laughs) and Ben Affleck this guy (laughs) Chris Tucker and Viola Davis. That movie was fucking awesome. <laughs> Loved it. Yep. It was good, right? Really yeah. enjoyed it. It was really good. It was really, really good. I I loved that movie. Yeah. Uh and then sat Saturday, I had without doubt one of the best theater going experiences of my life. This is a movie that it, it was the Pope's Exorcist. So oh, okay, so you're talking about what you got banned for? Got it? Yes, we're getting into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went to see the Pope's Exorcist, and uh, went with good friend Noah. We're sitting there, theaters majorly empty. Nobody else is in there except us. I'm thinking, awesome, private viewing, aka the movie goers' wet dream. However, right before the preview start. Who were to sit behind us, but two real life priests, and they're great dudes. Like the one, there's an older one and a younger one. The older one is hilarious, cracking jokes the whole way through it. Uh, they're laughing at <laughs> Noah making child molestation jokes, which I don't know if they're like laughing as in, oh, I get the irony, or yeah, we really do do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They seemed like nice guys in the picture. These guys were great. Yeah. yeah. One of them comes into the restaurant every now and then, and, and I really enjoy serving him. Uh, we we get out of the theater. Noah and I are marking the fuck out over this. We go up. We we use the restroom. I tell Noah, if, they, if they're still here whenever we get out of the restroom, I got to get a picture with them. So we get a picture with them. Few days later, I'm like looking at the photo, busting up because it's a hilarious photo. And I figure, boom, I'll just put it on Reddit. Uh, I'm not very popular on Reddit. <laughs> so I post it on pics, thinking that it'll probably get somewhere between like 200 and 700 upvotes, uh, which is right around what I get a lot of the time. So imagine my surprise when I check it an hour and a half later and it's up to 2000. It's crazy. Yeah. I've been a Reddit member since 2012, dude. And like, none of I my had posts... no idea that you were that into Reddit. Oh my God, dude. I've been using it for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. I've been using it forever. Um, at this point, my highest rate, my highest upvoted uh, thing is a picture of me and my sisters 
with we're holding up these pillows that were made out of my father's like favorite band shirts after he had passed away. That got like about seven thousand upvotes, right? Yeah. But it starts at two thousand and it doesn't stop. You're just cranking them, cranking them, and cranking them. It's going up, up, yeah. up, up, up. And about 45,000 upvotes. I'm thinking, fuck, like this is actually a great moment to, to put a little shout out for the podcast. Yeah. You know? Uh, one of my replies to the movie, uh, to, to the commenters, has about 7,000 upvotes alone. So I go on there, and I mean the most shameless plug you could ever imagine. I edit the comment saying, hey, people, if you think that this is hilarious, please check out the podcast. Here it is. Yada, yada, yada. Get a message about 30 minutes later that I have been banned from that subreddit. <laughs> What'd you do? What was the rule? <laughs> the rule that I broke was uh, 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 no promotion. Really? Yeah. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, that's what I thought because people are posting all the time on that subreddit, like they're they're like photography things and they're like Twitters and shit like that. Yeah, if you put Twitter handles, that is advertising. Right. It's <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And so like I literally don't know what happened. Like this I just feel like this guy was on such a power trip. His mom probably came down and complained to him about there being too many <laughs> half drank Mountain Dew bottles throughout the house, so... Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. Maybe his waifu broke up with him or whatever, but he Maybe. wasn't budging on it. And I even told him, I was like, listen, like, I'll fucking delete the comment. I don't care. I just want to, like, keep on being able to interact with people who are asking me questions and shit. And he wasn't budging on that, so I kept it up. You know, fuck him. Yeah. But yeah. also, fuck me. <laughs> because I don't read yeah. rules. Because who you does got that? trolled, baby? Yeah, he really yep, the did. The mountain troll came for you. <laughs> really did. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the most shameless of plugs, but I still keep my karma. I was yeah. still a top twenty-five post of all of Reddit that day. Nice. Hell yeah! So I'm a part of like three private subreddits that I didn't know existed that are only. Uh, that you're only allowed to get in there if you have like a really popular post, and I'm like just so happy <laughs> about it, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is what like people feel like whenever they're like, oh, he's TikTok famous because I'm like, fuck this, like, oh, <laughs> like he kind of hate yeah. it because like all you have to do to get popular nowadays is to just like not even do anything, take a photo with a couple priests. And hey, I'm on it works. The, yeah, and I'm like the third top popular thing on Reddit for that day. Hey, not bad. You know? Yeah, not too shabby. But something else hilarious, I just wanted to shout out um, that there's so many people 
Oh, that have you read the comment thread at all? So that I don't have I don't have read it. Fantastic. Then you're gonna find this super funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't do any of that. <laughs> there was a sizable, a sizable um amount of people, vanilla bear, that thought that it was an ad. Oh, really? Yeah, the thought that it was fake. <laughs> like some kind of like meta ad or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then there were people being like, this is way too targeted. This is clearly some sort of campaign put on from the from the movie site. People commenting that being like, yeah, honestly, I really don't see how this could possibly happen in real life. Dude, you would love to have some movie studio come up and ask you to do guerrilla marketing. Are you kidding? If they only knew. <laughs> Yeah, you would have you know, been at the ballpark with a creepy ass smile and a heartbeat. Yeah, and here's the deal: <laughs> I would do it. Yeah, <laughs> but this wasn't that. There was so, and then there were like a bunch of people underneath those comments being like, "Do you like? Okay, like this guy, this guy being me, has had his Reddit account for over ten years. <laughs> his post history is like a wild collection of like the strangest things he's clearly out here just living his life yeah and then they're replying being like well maybe he wants us to see the movie that badly and that he you know yada 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 and somebody's like oh yeah like this glowing review and they link it to a comment that i left earlier being like, yeah, the movie isn't very good. It's kind of hilarious, but if you want to watch it, just wait for it to come home when it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And that's, the, that's the fucking marketing that I do for a movie, telling people right, that yeah. you should wait to see it. So Chocolate Bear, today's topic is that very first one you listed, though, correct? <laughs> Oh, yeah, my man. Oh, baby. Good old Nick Cage. Bleh! <laughs> now, we told this story on the last one, but it, it bears repeating given the situation. We did a special episode talking about, at the end of the year, what we were excited for. Yes. To kind of finish the end of the year last year, have a good time, no stress episode. And... You told me that this little movie called Renfield was coming out, and I about lost my shit. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> well, we had gone through, like, every movie that we wanted to see, and this was, like, near the top of my list, and the whole time we're talking about shit, I was expecting you to to mention it. Yeah, it that makes sense. Up. <laughs> that makes sense. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is literally the one thing that I would expect him to 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 know about. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm very embarrassed. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> uh, quick backstory for this incredible, incredible movie, and it is incredible. <laughs> yes, yes, it is in pros and cons, but we will get there. <laughs> uh, Back in 2014, and I know what you're thinking, how does a movie that came out in 2023 have to do with anything from 2014? But in 2014, yeah. the Universal Pictures announced that they wanted to start remaking 
their classic horror movie monsters, but make it in a shared universe, much like the MCU does. Because God forbid anything be a one-off nowadays. Uh, mm-hmm. They start out with Dracula Untold. I actually liked that one. Interesting. I did not. Uh, continued on with the Mummy remake in in twenty seventeen. Both movies don't do well, and so the idea, by and large, was scrapped. Then it's I 2000- think go on. I th- I think they they went too serious. I couldn't with agree them. more. Yeah, they didn't have fun. You could tell that they were trying to bring back a yesteryear and it wasn't it wasn't the time for that well something that i that i think about a lot with these like shared universes quote unquote i think that it's a problem in hollywood in general overall honestly the fact that the mcu uses so much humor in their films yeah. right and they have mm-hmm. for a long time now since 2008 whenever it began but my point is is that whenever these companies want to do their shared universes like Universal with their monsters or Warner Brothers with DC, they see the humor that's being done in the MCU. And so they think to themselves, oh man, the MCU's funny. If we add too much humor to our movies, then people are going to think that we're trying to copy the MCU. So to course correct that, we're going to make everything so deadly serious. Yeah. That it comes off as almost funnier than if they were just to add jokes into it. Yeah. I did, I, so I never saw the mummy one, but um, yeah, I'm, I that was my big complaint with the uh, Dracula Untold. Yeah, absolutely. I like the, the actor, though. The actor's great. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. This continues, uh, kind of continues a little bit because uh, the story goes that in 2019, uh, Robert Kirkman, the creator of multiple comic book series such as uh, The Walking Dead and Invincible, uh, his company, Skybound Entertainment, launches an idea that they want to do a new Dracula movie based on the character of Renfield. If you know who Robert Kirkman is, you're already like, this is the perfect guy to lead this story because he's a master of taking old ideas and putting new concepts with them. So November rolls around, Dexter Fletcher uh, is hired on to direct the movie. And pretty soon enough, in 2021, they start working on on it hardcore uh, for a release in 2023, of which we are going to be talking about right now. Something else that served as a uh, major boost to get this movie made was uh, 2020's The Invisible Man, which was... Uh, the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID shut everything down. I still have to watch that one. I heard it was good, though, from you and many others. I fucking love that movie. Um, And so it 
seemed for a minute that Universal was going to piggyback the Invisible Man as a relaunch of the monster universe that they want to do. It's going to be interesting in the future to see how if this forms into that in any way at all. That's an interesting question. I didn't realize that those they were trying to connect some stuff there. I don't know if they are, and I still don't know if they will be. And I'll tell you why, because there's to me, there is only one disappointing thing about Redfield. Hmm. And that's its box office success. Yeah, I had a feeling this movie tanked. So sad. It tanked. On a budget of $65 million, you would need to know that it would need to make about $300 million for them to consider it as a major success. Mm-hmm. It's sitting at a paltry $12 million right now. Still? Yeah. That's insane. It's a twelve million dollar movie. It is. It it's just not doing well, and that's the question. Is it Nick Cage? Has he ran his? Has he ran his course? Is it the subject matter? Are people just not as into vampires anymore? And honestly, that could be the case. I mean, as much as it was a smash hit, you cannot deny that Twilight has done a terrible thing with vampires in like public view. Yeah, it modernized it too much. Yeah. And the overall hatred that a lot of people had for those movies, it bleeds into other things that they might want to see or might not want to see. You know, they didn't want to see the sparkling vampires. Why should they then think that a classic vampire is okay? Like, I I don't know. It's just like, it just seems like, in general, monster movies haven't been the same since Twilight. And what's what frustrates me with that, because that's a lore that matters so much to me, is that each new iteration will, one, do a slight change or two here and there, right, throughout to the lore that makes it kind of interesting, and two... They always add another wrinkle to who Dracula is, right? Some of them are more romantic. Some of them are more aggressive physically. Some of them are, are, uh, uh, are, uh, are, uh, what's his name from? Oh, I'm thinking of Midnight Mass. Well, I'm thinking of, uh, Ed, Ed Leslie's, uh, he does a vampire movie that's like really goofy. Oh, the the funny one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so it could also be more Uh, comedic. um... You know, right, and it it there's just so many ways you can play this character and still have it fit into a universe that makes sense, because in reality, for me at least, I always find him just really a lonely man trying to constantly find companionship in the smallest ways, um, and that comes through in this movie, I think, um. In its own way. They handle it differently, and I quite enjoy it, um, what they choose to do. So let's get into this. Um, I do, well, that's not true. Before we jump into it, I do think that 
it being Nicolas Cage did have an effect because I think there's a large mass of people that finds him just eccentric at this point and doesn't understand what his capabilities are. Yeah. And you know, that's, I mean, that is the question. Is that, is that his own fault? Is that his own fault for, for, I mean, he's got, is there an actor that has as much of like a diverse fan base and people that hate him than Nick Cage? I don't, that's a great question. Cause I, I don't know the answer to that. Like, I feel oh. like if you asked somebody that's actually in the Hollywood circles, they would have a lot of respect for what he does. Right. Whereas friends of mine that watch him have pretty much told me that they're done watching Nicolas Cage movies because they don't find them very good. And I can, I can get that. But for me, a second, it, you, it could have been called anything. If you just said we're going to a random movie and Nick Cage is Dracula... I'm already in the seat. Oh, I'm it in doesn't it. matter what yes. he's Dracula in. It could be Dracula and Wolfman. Whatever. The thing, the thing about Nick Cage that I that I think is the best part about him, then we'll get into the movie proper. Yeah. But to me, the best part about Nick Cage is that it just seems like he just loves the art of acting and performing and being in movies. <clears throat> I mean, That's I'm why looking... I get so stuck watching his movies. I'm looking at his his filmography right now as we're speaking. And he's just in over the past going back to 2018, he's in so many movies. He's probably yeah, in he... double or triple the amount of movies as other celebrities of his status would be in. And I'll tell you this right now, a solid one, two, three, uh, eight, almost 10 of these movies are direct to video on demand. I mean, yeah. a lot of them came out during COVID as well, but yeah. my point remains. This they is are that quality, though. Right. This is yeah. the, this is the kind of man who's willing to do these lower budget movies that have interesting premises because he just loves acting that much. He loves getting a character that he can just kind of chew on for a while yeah, and make it its own. Uh, and that's important talking about the movie here uh, because there's something that you kind of looked at it differently. I looked at it completely. <laughs> completely different way him in particular in relation to everyone else and kind of what he was able to manage so i'm excited to hear how you felt about him as a dracula character yeah absolutely um i thought that he i'll tell you what man he is like a he's like an essential dracula to me he's an I'm... essential dracula to me he is one of the few actors that I've seen play this character or this kind of character that has like this mystical power about them that wants to like lead a cult around them. He has this gravitas to him that is undeniable. Yeah. 
And it's He's so excellent. It's so magnetic to watch him in this movie. And what what he's able to do, because let's remember, this movie is not about him, <laughs> right? This movie is not about him at all. It's about the wonderful acting, at least in my opinion, of Nicholas Holt. I loved, loved, especially since seeing the original, which I thought I had seen. No. I was wrong. It was the horrors of Dracula. He takes what Renfield was in that first movie, and it really feels like that Renfield has gone through 80 to 90 years of hell to get to the realization that I'm doing bad, bad things. Well, especially I need to fix that. <laughs> for anybody who hasn't seen the the original uh 19 what 32 31, 31. Dracula um for anybody who hasn't seen that I think that it, it, it it's worth mentioning that Dwight uh Fry who plays Renfield in that movie plays him with like a a hyperness to him that he's so willing to help and to bring around death with Dracula. You know, it's the same to me. It it reminded me of, uh, of like the honeymoon phase in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a good way to look at it. You're just happy to be with somebody (laughs) happy to do whatever they want and that you love them and you think that they love you. So you're just so happy to do all these terrible things for Dracula only then for maybe 30 years later to be like, wow, man, that's actually really fucked up that I did all that. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have, but now he's stuck at that point, right? Yeah. Now, now he's the old, now Dracula is the only thing that he can relate to. Not even in the sense yeah. of being a vampire, but literally the only person he's conversed with and had any sort of, of camaraderie with in the past 90 years. So I want to talk about that, that time span, because it's genius that they did that. Because in any normal thing, right? You have a sequel. You might get it five years later. And by it the might way, be an immediate before like, anybody right mixes it up. Th- the director has said that this is a direct sequel, so it is appropriate for us to be talking about these two movies together. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's it's prudent to talk about how in their lifespan right 90 years is like the next day for a normal trilogy to continue on from yeah right you wouldn't you wouldn't deal with renfield five days after that whole thing happened he's not going to be any different no you but 90 need, years later <laughs> you need that difference in time frame yeah especially because really renfield- smart move Redfield is the only one of the two that would have like a, a reasonable estimation of time. You have to assume that Dracula has been doing this since the 1300s. Yeah. And another important point here is that pretty much to use your, so let's say we use your number, right? 30 years. 
after 20 to 30 years of initially becoming that version of Renfield, you're always going to be fish out of water every time you move. Absolutely. You're not going to know what the hell's going on in the new town you're living in, uh, where you're going next. Dracula does something bad. You got to move again. You're always fish out of water the rest of your life, and that's stressful, right? I can't, I could not imagine doing the same thing every day, but sometimes doing it in a different city. <laughs> yeah. It's just not, <laughs> you yeah. know. <laughs> Something that I thought that was brilliant about this movie, we, we talk about the, um, the use of time, but I was so concerned that, that, uh, uh, they would treat Renfield as like a, as like a fish out of water type character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoy that instead of doing that, they show that he's extremely adept at adapting to whatever century he's in now or whatever decade, I, I guess I should say he's in. It's such a good choice. Yeah, it's it'd be so easy for him to to not know how cell phones work or to well, be freaked out at like the the use of a car but instead he like willingly and knowingly uses these things because surprise people like he's lived through them and that's just like very mature storytelling well he's also picked up those mannerisms over time right cuz dracula is charming that's part of dracula's thing he can go out and charm somebody in a second Oh, I don't know if Redfield can do that, though. Well, he he picked up on things. I, I felt like it was one of those where he picked up on like, OK, I have the necessity to adapt. I can do this and I can do that. It's not at the level that a Dracula would ever be because he can hypnotize. Yeah. He can get whatever he want. If he can't charm the pants off somebody, he'll just hypnotize to me, all in a day. It was almost the exact opposite that it was Renfield for the first time in 90 years trying to connect with people. Okay. Yeah. Like he, gotcha. I mean, look at how long it took for him to say anything at his support group. Like yeah. he, he 100% to me at least was doing whatever he could to not interact with people. Oh, and I love this. I'm, I'll tell you what I really want. I love the idea that he's like trying to be a vigilante with this shit. <laughs> with the cop. <laughs> All of a sudden well, he's like No, before the cop even. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The first thing that he does in this movie is he like um the first time that we see him feed Dracula, he's listening to the support group of codependent relationship people and he apparently is going around and killing these people's bad boyfriends and girlfriends. Dude, and when taking- he walks yeah when when he walks in and that guy's like who the hell are you and he thinks it's like a big deal that he says i'm yeah he thinks it's the hitman that the crime family that the lobo crime family was sending to him yeah (laughs) like i'm katie's friend they're like what (laughs) they all start laughing at him (laughs) but it's like that vigilante shit that i loved at the beginning of this movie uh i could go for like a whole prequel of, oh yeah of, of nick holt's redfield doing this yeah because that was sick um 
but that just that's just like my point of of like Renfield is not at all the ladies okay. man or the seducer that he needs to be to to properly give Dracula the food that he needs. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't yeah. think that he could convince a group of nuns to go back to that hospital with him. Oh, no, I no, I I don't either. Not not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. He could probably no. get a couple of the cheerleaders. Okay, hold on. Just now you're just jumping. <laughs> well, just because he's Nick Holt and he's hot. Yeah, but so when he comes back with all the dead people, right? Yeah, the dead criminals, by the way. The dead criminals, yes. Yeah. Um, the it, funny, I loved This was Nick one of the Cage's best reaction. parts in the movie. So Nick Cage comes out and he's all burnt the fuck up. By the way, there's tremendous use of practical makeup in this movie oh it feels so old school it feels nostalgic yeah it was so good uh but nick cage is all burnt the fuck up and he's so decrepit and disgusting that he's telling redfield that he needs pure blood like a group of nuts yeah. or cheerleaders <laughs> a bus full of cheerleaders <laughs> to win- and he's like boys or girls and he and they 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 make a political statement this was brilliant though this was brilliant you know this was brilliant he's just like i don't care about gender he's i just need the pure souls (laughs) this isn't a sexual thing you know this isn't a sexual thing don't make it one i eat boys (laughs) and i eat girls (laughs) and that's that's one of those moments right like i feel like there were a lot of tame moments for Nicolas Cage, but then he did stuff like that just enough to remind you, and you're like, oh, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah he's you did fantastic it. in this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yep. Redfield goes out, and and he, while this is going on, he's also, uh, he killed that uh, hitman that the drug mm-hmm. Lobo's gang thought was coming after him. Okay, this this is when I realized what this movie was about okay. and what they were shooting for because I didn't know how serious they were going to take the topic, right? It's it's always something with Dracula that you have to be concerned about. It's like, okay, how serious are we going? How funny are we going? Where are we going to meet in the middle, right? Yeah. And the second he kicks that dude's head off, I was like, okay, we're going comic book style here. Let's go, baby. Like, <laughs> I was down. <laughs> it's at that point that you realize that you want this Redfield to fight John Wick. Yeah, like blood gushing out of this dude's neck at a ridiculous rate. <laughs> Though I'll tell you this, disappointed that it isn't like the squirting blood that was in Tarantino. <laughs> that was in yeah. Kill Bill. With just like the pipes of blood. Yeah. <laughs> squirting out in layers. <laughs> No, it, it and usually that kind of you know the way they did some CGI blood and stuff usually bothers me, but for this one they leaned into it, right? And yeah. you're like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, because because they treat it. The, the, it's so fun whenever a movie treats its own violence. It's, I mean, not every movie should do this, but this movie it works because it's already a heightened comedy. 
So yeah. to treat the violence in it as heightened comedy really works. Something like that in John Wick just wouldn't work. Right, exactly. Uh, when he does get to the bar, of course he sees the nuns. He sees the bus full of cheerleaders. Oh my god, the dude! It was so <laughs> funny. Whatever. Yeah. And listen, I listened to reviews, uh, and this. Listening to reviews of recent movies make me so happy that I don't watch previews. Yeah. Because there are so many times whenever I listen to these reviews that one of the commenters will say, oh, this movie sucked. They revealed everything in the trailers for it. Yeah. And I'm like, boy, man, how do how do you stop that from happening to yourself? Yeah, and it's just kind of silly that, that someone can – that's on you. You watched it. Yeah, like, I... I don't know, man. <laughs> it's I don't know. So, no, I, I yeah, totally so the moment he's in the bar and he sees the group of nuns and then he, it like, slow motion tracks him watching the bus of cheerleaders drive past the bar. Yeah. It's at this point in the movie theater where the armrest in the seat that I'm sitting in just falls off. <laughs> so so he's sitting there and it's not a euphemism or anything it literally fell off while I was sitting in the seat okay just throwing that out there so Seabear yeah one of my bright surprises in this movie was Bench Forts okay I did not didn't know... Even know he was gonna be here zero idea so you already know he's an existing character right this dude, he's just trying to have a good time at this bar and wallow in his sorrows. And this dude just comes storming in with a gun. Yeah. If Bench I remember correctly. With a gun. He's wearing like a pig mask <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's coming and... in to take down the one not dirty cop in New Orleans, apparently. Which, this... okay. by the way... uh. Loved the setting of New Orleans, if not for nothing else, to get the fuck away from New York and California. I do like it for that. My complaint is they didn't do anything in this movie that, unless I missed a reference, that made New Orleans vital. It was I'm, just where they I'm, ended up. I'm wondering if I was from New Orleans, if I would feel differently than that. But I, I agree with you. Um, well, they, I, they have like the whole like voodoo stuff, and I get why they would do that. But I, People I have a proclivity like, well, to believe. Wouldn't, why wouldn't they then like set this movie around like Mardi Gras or something? I, I kept yes. thinking while watching this movie, like that the climax would have to deal with Mardi Gras, but like something, yeah, something that yeah, I get you and I feel you. Like, yeah, they should have taken advantage of New Orleans being the place it Maybe felt like it was just the place they chose yeah yeah and um, i could see that this i don't this movie will probably never have a sequel but i could see this like continuing like a book or comic book form and i would expect that if mm -hmm. they did do a sequel something like that would have to take place in it right so mr lobo walks in he wants to take out this cop nick nicholas holt in his all of his Renfield glory is hiding because he's not quite sure what's going on. Yes. And then he has a breakthrough moment, right? He's gone to this counseling group 
forever, never really says anything. And he sees this female cop stand up to a bunch of men. Yeah. And for some reason, a gun it just points, his... not just stand up to them, but a gun is literally pointed to her head and she's telling the guy to shoot him in, to shoot her in the head, to shoot, to pull the trigger, yep. kill her, shoot her in the skull. Like this is like, yep. One of the few times in the movie that I like really felt some decent tension. I thought they could have done it. Like, I think, Oh, it would have been a bold move. Yeah. But like they, they could have. I think so too, and it, it it almost sucks that this moment happened so early on in the movie, because yeah. this happening early, this early on in the movie, kind of ruins the other two times that this happens in the movie. Because if she's not going to back down to a literal barrel of the gun pointing at her head, she's not going to back down to anything. This is a case where he should have saved her here. Out of respect for her standing up. Yeah. But she shouldn't have gone as hard with the standing up. Yeah, right. She, shouldn't have she should have like, done that later. Do it. You know, she's pretty much calling him a pussy for not shooting her. And right. Yeah. I agree. And I think it would have done better with a little lighter of an effect and yeah. have Nicholas Holt do his come in a little magic. Yeah, a little sooner. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, uh, I, I definitely agree. And also, she just totally ignores the fact that this dude did some supernatural shit to save the day. She's just like, good fighting, bro. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you're in the military, right? I love it whenever <laughs> whenever people give you the excuse. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're clearly just... crushing on each other right now. It's a very cute meet cute i suppose between the two of them <laughs> yeah he was so he, nicholas holt was the guy in warm bodies right <laughs> yeah. yeah okay it, i got very like warm bodies vibes from their little romance throughout the movie and i kind of enjoyed that too yeah i'm a big nicholas holt guy i i there's yeah. a few things that uh i've watched that i wasn't a huge fan of him in and even it's one of those cases that like even in movies that he's in that I don't like, I like him in those movies. Yeah. And let's listen, not everyone's a Denzel. Okay. Not everyone should be. <laughs> let's, a Denzel. Let's, if everybody no. was a Denzel, then that would make Denzel less. It would also make what we do useless. Did you know that the right way to pronounce his name is Denzel? No. Yeah. Hmm, it's there Denzel we go. Washington. Learn How something new. How about is it? That? <laughs> so, <Stupid>. anyways, <laughs> yeah. Did you do you remember what uh what Jean Ralphio? <laughs> sorry, Teddy Teddy Lobo. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious, dude. Throughout this movie, I was like, that's all his, I wanted him to do. His mom's the worst. The worst yeah. woman in the world, huge skank. Uh, but his mm -hmm. mom is this woman named Bella Francesca. <laughs> All one name, no hyphen, yeah. no state. Yeah. Bella Francesca. Um, important to note in this scene that you meet her, they are in a torture layer. Yes. That calls immediately back to what we know of Dracula lore. Yeah. So you know 
and we've talked about this, but you know you're coming back here at some point. This there's is a no hotbed for activity. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt it's about coming. It. Yeah. Um, I do wish that we got another torture scene though, where like maybe they they got like Aquafina and put her behind that white sheet that they well, do like an Austin Powers thing. Not Aquafina, <laughs> but I was thinking maybe somebody from that support group. That would yeah, that's fine too. Like they needed to use that again. Yeah, because it was agree. cool. They needed it needed to be more pronounced. This is a ninety three minute movie, um, one that I think if you added in just a couple more scenes could make it a, a solid hundred minutes. That would mm-hmm. actually improve this movie a bit because because though you and I both uh. love this movie. Um, this is one of those movies that we love in spite of its flaws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now that you mentioned it, though, I would have uh, later when Dracula does his thing that we'll get to, I would okay. love for him to take the girl that never gets to finish her story and have her be the one tortured as motivation to get there. See, like, I think that would have been great. And then she'd get to tell her story in that scene. Well, see, like, <laughs> like I would want that. <laughs> that would be very funny. See, I it, thought yeah. that it would be a thing where um, they would abduct somebody from that uh, from that support group, and then they would give up like crucial information on how to find Renfield. Yeah, yeah. And then that's whenever Bella Francesca sends Teddy and his friends to Dracula's lair. Um, mm-hmm. which by the way we haven't talked about it so we will right now since we're at that point in the movie Bella Francesca sends Teddy and his friends to go beat up uh, Renfield who they only know <laughs> yeah. is staying through uh, I love how I love some of these dropped lines in this movie because once again this is a movie I love in spite of its flaws how Teddy and we already missed line, the best line but we'll get back there in one line just says, Hey, we hacked into the national security. <laughs> yeah, they just have a database. <laughs> database, and we hacked into all of the cameras around town, and now we can see everything. I'm like, yeah. great. Like, yeah, of course. Yep, just yeah. explain that away. <laughs> yep, one line dropped, exposition done. <laughs> uh, I think we passed it, so I'll say it real fast. But my favorite line is when he's talking about the war of Afghanistan and he rates it at three out of five stars. Because <laughs> like, well, to him, re- that's not the worst thing he's well, experienced. Well, he refers to it as he tells he tells Aquafina the- that he was in the Great War. Yeah. <laughs> he says Afghanistan. He says, not so great. Three out of five. Three out of five stars. <laughs> That was such a good joke. And and quick. It was a quick. Yeah, they didn't linger on it too much because if you do, people will get upset, right? Yeah. They hit it quick and got out and it gave you just enough time to go too soon, guys. Too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be like, to be like, wait, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. You know. Beautiful. Um, I but yes. fucking loved. I know that you brought up the torture scene. The torture. Mm-hmm. Equally, I love Dracula's lair in this hospital. Mm. Yeah. There's like a throne <laughs> of blood bags from hospitals 
that are like hanging as a like reddish curtain behind uh Dracula's like sitting chair. It looks like a throne of hospital blood bags. It looks fucking awesome. Yes, and he and it, it it's perfectly done because given it's a sequel, he's playing a narcissistic asshole. Yeah, that is he, his character. <laughs> the great thing about it is that it's the most imagine Dracula in your mind. That's the exact mm-hmm. Dracula you're getting in this movie. You know, flamboyant, yep. weird, grandiose, violent and brutal, but also like charming and in a weird way understanding. Like yeah, it's just I said it earlier. It's essential Dracula. It's no Bella Lugosi Dracula, but no. nothing will ever be Bella Lugosi Dracula except Bella. Lugosi and it's Dracula. I need to give him credit. Not that he'll know I did, but <laughs> make sure that but, I t- I'll make sure to tell him on our next yeah. Sunday talk. Yeah, right. Uh, but. The fact that I know, I think that, that having just watched it yesterday, it's not like I watched it when he and when it came out or 20 years later, right? Yeah. And that's the image I have of Dracula. I watched that the first time and went, that is, that's Dracula. Yeah. That is what he should be. It's perfect. Um, yeah. I mean, and, for anybody out there who hasn't seen it, 31 Dracula is, is incredible with Bella Lugosi. It's this the gold standard of Dracula performance. You cannot have a Dracula performance without studying Bella Lugosi to a T. And I think yep. that Nick Cage does a brilliant job of matching the 30s Bella Lugosi, but then transposing him 90 years later to modern day. Yeah, so I just want to give one quote that I think speaks to what Dracula is and should try to encompass, right? Uh, In that original, he says, the superstition of yesterday can become scientific reality of today. Well, Dr. Van Helsing says that. Van Helsing says that, yeah. Yeah. It's, that should be They should have fucking put that line in like white text at the beginning of the movie. I say that for a reason because there was not a proper Van Helsing. Well, don't you think that that just means that there will be though? If there was a, I have you and I have talked about this. We'll get onto it in a little bit, but there's so much open at the end of this movie that it's so easy to be like, Oh, they were planning a sequel for this. Yes. I I, I absolutely agree. I think that's of course why he wasn't in it. Because that would be the next plot, right? Yeah, right. Uh, But yeah, like that that one particular line, that and Children of the Night, what music they make. He says that as well. So good. They bring that back. They bring that one. And then, oh, Jesus, I can't remember the other one. But there's another line, Blood is Life, which is pretty much in any Dracula movie you ever see. That is like (laughs) the easiest line to find. Um, Right now, they did keep them. I'm just looking at like original Dracula mm. posters. This movie so cool. Why can't they make movie posters like this anymore, dude? I know. Uh, 
So he deals with the Lobos. He finds out that Renfield has basically left him hanging. Yeah. Yeah. So through, through Teddy fucking up. Uh, yeah. He he finds out that um that Redfield uh, has been doing good instead of evil. It's hilarious whenever Dracula and Teddy he's like, We're we're the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> Evil's what we do, bro. Yeah. He's he said they came to kill him, and he's like, No, 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 no. I'm on your side, actually. Yeah, like evil's our thing. That's what we do. <laughs> So he oh. goes uh, to to Rettenfield's apartment. This is my singular favorite joke of the whole movie. My singular favorite joke because it only works if you actually know vampire lore. Okay, gotcha. You uh, know? Well, so to set the scene, so he had gone to the counseling group and yep. the guy that leads it gave him a codependent book to read yes. and said this is your weapon <laughs> yes and uh and, and as such redfield has started uh uh he has a, his own apartment rented he has it refurbished he's dressing modernly and he comes home from getting groceries i believe and he opens the door and in his uh foyer is sitting dracula he looks shocked and then looks down at his feet, and there's a doormat that says, Welcome, come <laughs> on in. And I popped so fucking hard for that moment. It's unreasonable. Yeah. Right? And and it speaks um, to the naivety that he still has. Yeah, that Renfield has, that he's like yeah. so focused on being like a modern person. Yeah. So in my head canon, in my head canon, that's a floor mat that Renfield didn't even think about and was probably already there while he was like renting the place. You know, that was yeah. probably put out there by the landlord of that apartment de development and he's just left it because it's not something he thinks about. Because I do yeah. not believe that Redfield would have a, a floor mat like that. He's he's shown in this to be too savvy for that. Yeah, he probably just it went right over his head because <laughs> you're not looking at it. You're just walking in the door. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. My God, dude, this was it was so perfect because anybody who knows vampires knows they can't enter a place without being invited. <laughs> yep brilliant it, it really was and uh it this anytime also, these two got in a scene together i was excited and this is one of their best scenes together where redfield is trying to come up with excuses to why he hasn't brought dracula uh <laughs> any any victims yet and Dracula's doing that thing where, you know, you're agreeing with somebody, but in the most, like, disrespectful tone. <laughs> yep. You know, he's all shaky. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, you were worried. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Oh, were you tired? Oh, that's oh, too oh, bad. Wow. Okay. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um uh and this this is kind of like the climax of that codependency relationship, right? He backs Nicholas Holt 
all the way into a corner after having this conversation about why he's not bringing bodies. And somehow, somehow, it's Nicholas Holt's fault for all of this. Yeah. He has zero culpability in anything that's happened over the last 90 years. Dude, I was like, Dracula is the fucking gaslight king. Right. You know? Like, he says that line, and I'm like, how did he turn that? <laughs> how did he make that happen? Dracula's talking about how Dracula's the victim here. Yeah. <laughs> it's really... In, and, and this is, like, even a moment in the movie where... Nick Cage turns on the dramaticism, right? Oh, yeah. Dracula now is not funny. He's not humorous. He's, in fact, utterly terrifying. Yep, while Nicholas Holt's over there reading affirmations from his codependency book. Which (laughs) is hilarious. Uh, Whatever he says, he deserves to be loved, and Dracula's like, what? (laughs) You yeah. do not deserve love. So he rips <laughs> the book out of his hand and sees that uh, uh, where he got it from, that church group, that support group. Mm-hmm. So he does what Dracula does, baby, and he goes and tears them all to fucking shreds. <laughs> that that poor black guy. Right? so bad for him. He's like, oh, it's Renfield's boss. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you're going to die first. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Uh, uh, guy. Of, of course, uh, after the horrible, horrible mutilation, that's whenever Aquafina, whatever her, her character's name is. Somebody please remind me what her oh, name God, is. Oh, God, I have no idea, man. It when wasn't Aqu- like it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it was Aquafina. Uh, but Aquafina's yeah. uh, character comes in, finds Renfield with all the dead bodies. Uh, takes him out to the police yep. car where we find out shocker that the whole goddamn police department is corrupt except her. It's so it did. It's so ridiculous. It was so There's not funny. a single other good soul except her sister. They're the yeah. only two good people. And yeah. I thought she was going to end up being bad. Me too, dude. Yeah, I was so prepared for that. I thought she was going to be like a vampire queen or something at the end. Or like I wasn't expecting that at all. I was just expecting her. It would have been cool. I was kind of hoping for it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I was. Don't know why you would think that. Well, because you need a Mina and a Lucy. And I thought if they were going with. No, you don't. Because those are characters that existed 90 years ago, Pat. I'm aware. I already. made up an idea for another comedy Dracula movie in like the Leslie style in my head. Okay. Here's what happens. Mina is continuously reborn based on the movie franchise. Right? So how is that? Wait, what? (laughs) Because all the different types, all the different iterations of the movies, but how is she reborn in this continuity? Let me get to it, okay? Okay. So you have to make it make this, sense in no, this. No, this continuity. is a separate movie. No, this is a separate movie. Oh, okay. In this separate movie, I've decided should okay, exist. This is an okay. This is an Elseworlds movie. Got it. Yes. Gotcha. In this world, so similarly to, we're gonna get into the my favorite lore change eventually with Renfield. Okay. Yeah. We'll jump into that later. But similarly. 
they make a lore change, right? So in this one, Mina continuously comes back and is reborn for Dracula to find. But in this particular movie, she gets given the wrong name. So he's not able to find her as quickly as he usually could. Wait, so, so the girl is a chase. So the girl is constantly reborn, and the people who are giving who give birth to her every time name her mean. Yes. Okay. But one doesn't. And it causes problems for Dracula, and he becomes like a crazy paranoid is Dracula only trying person- to find his love. <laughs> she's the only person named Mina in the world in these movie in this timeline? Maybe. I haven't gotten that far. I just, it's a sprinkle of an idea that it could go far from. I'm just saying it could work. It could be really funny. You could get like a Ryan Reynolds to be it, you know, like it could work. Sure. But yeah. But yeah, whatever. We'll move on. That's <laughs> over my idea. It's fine. Putting together the, the universal monster yeah. cinematic universe. All by himself, baby. You know. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, by yeah. the way, it's Rebecca Quincy. Rebecca. Ah, Quincy. I remember Quincy. So good. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, uh, they send over the corrupt cops to take them uh, down along with Lobos. This is where Renfield uh, eats a <laughs> confesses that he's Dracula's servant to Rebecca. Another and she just thing. believes it. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I don't think she does. Oh yeah, not at first. You're right. No, yeah. she doesn't until he eats the bugs. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. she believes it. Um, but this scene's awesome. This is also another thing that I loved about this movie is that the general public. Like knows what uh, what Dracula is. Yeah, right? it's a known quantity. Yeah, <laughs> like because there's so many times in these movies that somehow werewolves exist in modern day, but nobody knows what a werewolf is. Yeah, apparently Dracula just exists. Yep, he exists. Like Bram Stoker's <laughs> Dracula, the novel still exists in this movie universe. I would follow him anywhere. <laughs> yep. Uh, but dude, this this movie did something pretty incredible. It would just jump into these action scenes. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah, no preamble, no worry yeah. about them. And earlier in the movie... For this part, it's important to know he helped put an ant in this kid's ant farm, right? One of the neighbors. So you're like that. Maybe he's just being nice, but like in a movie, typically you try to remember things like that yeah, happening. It, while watching that, I was I leaned over to Noah and I said, "Oh, that won't come back later. There's no way that's yeah. going to be important <laughs> plot wise." Yeah, poor Renfield's running around like a crazy person trying to find a bug. Because he knows there's an entire SWAT team coming after him. Yeah. <laughs> all of yeah. the whole city, though, all the corrupted cops are coming. Yep, except for the two and... of them. Except for two of them, apparently. Yeah. So he busts through this lady's door, steals the kids' ant farm, chugs that thing down. And this poor mom is like, You're an asshole. Why would you do that? <laughs> I thought that I do. I would have thought that he was really weird, anyways, because he was he sees the ant yeah. farm and he's like, "Oh, one more!" and he pulls an ant out of nowhere. 
I know, right? Like, who would think that wasn't weird? Yeah, if I was the mom in that, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? But he just... I will I will also say I was surprised by Aquafina's acting and action chops in this scene. I was actually kind of impressed. Aquafina's... I thought it was better than it should have been. Aquafina's but... rising up for me. She's... Mm-hmm been getting better and better with her performances in movies uh yeah pretty she's she's really good really yeah, good. but Loved this... her in crazy rich asians thought that she could have been better in shang chi this is a good middle of the road movie for for her i think she does exactly the job she needs to yeah but the real show and once again thank god i didn't watch trailers because the part when he jumps off the railing to the higher walkway was in the trailers that would have ah. ruined it. I checked after because I was interested to see what, what they showed. Uh, so he does all that. He's flying around. He's just like destroying everyone. And he grabs this guy's arms. Yep. For those of you out there, it was awesome. He, he was the best. Similarly to how he can bust heads off. He literally just kicks this dude's chest and entire body away from his arms. Throws these arms like darts to stick two people to a wall to save Aquafina and then goes down there to finish the fight. Like, holy shit. M- might I say, <laughs> might I say, disarms the man and then le- lends Aquafina a hand. Multiple, multiple hands. Yeah. Yes. And then she uses one of those arms to bitch slap some people. And it's yeah, cool. Pretty good, pretty good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Uh, it ends with a pretty funny one-liner from Aquafina uh, saying how, you know, sometimes yeah. you hear these stories from people and they're like, oh, yeah, I've seen worse. And how <laughs> this was her worst. Yeah, she could always top that. Yeah. But she gets offered a proposition, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what they, is that chocolate bear? Well, she finds out, unfortunately, that her sister has been captured. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad stuff, and that she should turn in Renfield uh, for her sister's freedom. And a nice promotion. And a nice promotion. Yeah, big time. Um, but after seeing this footage, even the police chief is like, we're done here. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah, whatever's going on with Renfield, we don't want no part of. Unfortunately, this is when Teddy comes back in, uh, rips off that dude's head and and has his mom meet with Dracula, who is disgustingly horny for Dracula immediately. Oh, the second he walks in the room, <laughs> you know, it's on. <laughs> Uh, so we get yeah. into it. The uh, the final climactic battle is Rebecca and Renfield uh, invading the Lobo family mansion uh, in a terrific series of, of fights, honestly. Um, yeah. All of the Lobo uh, guards and people now have Dracula abilities because of the deal set up between Teddy and Dracula. So they now have the same kind of bug-eating superpowers that uh Renfield has and I really enjoy this because even though there's like seven of them fighting Renfield Renfield whoops all of their asses because well, he's been doing it for 90 years 
exactly. I think they show you that in the movie that like they're just not as savvy with these kind of abilities as Redfield is. Yeah, you know, no, hundred so percent. Like, and he he takes advantage of when they start to lose the power, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's like really he, he can superpower. see the signs. Yeah, yeah he can really see the signs. Power. He knows. Yeah. And uh, uh, really beats good. up Teddy so bad that he makes him puke and shit blood. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that was such a comic booky moment. You want to talk? I, was, I loved it. Yeah, you want to talk about like something hilarious when a movie out of nowhere does like a Mortal Kombat X move finisher and like zooms in to Teddy's stomach and you can see his bowels and his bones all break apart at once. Yeah. Oh, so it's really good. good. So gross. Uh, uh, move you up. also learn a new piece of lore. Yes, some hit point us. here. Uh, you don't. It doesn't actually have to be salt. It can be any powder. Any powder, dude. <laughs> any like, powder will do to yeah. create a force field. And it seems like Rebecca is just as surprised as the rest of us are. Yeah, you know, it's it's like uh, this. Oh God, it's so hard to explain because this movie took things and just went we don't care well it's you know so they get funny you caught because because it's like because it's like that there's things in the lore that they're like oh this is dracula lore there's no way we could substitute this out and then there's other stuff yeah. where it's like yeah salt and coke are basically the same thing <laughs> you know yeah exactly right and you know like for me the biggest change they made was making bugs useful for Renfield. Well, and right? that was something that we, we talked about after I had gotten out of the movie is because I feel like earlier in the movie, it sets up that these are enchanted bugs mm -hmm. that, that Renfield eats that are enchanted with Dracula magic. It made it a little yeah. weird to me later on when it's revealed, he can just eat any bug. Yeah. And get these powers. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. Yeah, once again, the movie's not without its flaws, but I love that because after just watching the original like yourself, like in the original, Renfield eats bugs because he doesn't want to eat humans. Yeah. You know, it's the only way that he can like sustain being a Dracula without killing people. Yep. Uh, and they get Dracula trapped. And here's another thing that they totally throw out. And I thought I wouldn't like it, but I was good with it. Because, as a reminder, there have been so many iterations of Dracula. So many attempts to make a Dracula, it feels like he can never die. So, what they say is, let's just hit him with everything in this torture room. Because we don't really know how Dracula dies. He always comes back anyway. <laughs> So yeah. let's just not knock them out. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, do they. They bury them. They even say, I don't know if this will work, but it's a good try, essentially. <laughs> well, so they, they chop him up. They, yeah. like, braise him up. They put him through a meat grinder. Then they take that meat, put it into, like, ice cube trays, freezes them. So he's, like, a bunch <laughs> of, like, cubed meat 
ice things, and then they dump all of that down the sewer. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they're like, that might not work still. He might come back. Yeah, they're even then like, yeah, who knows how long he'll, it'll take for him to reheal after all this shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like I like that they had fun with it. Is yes. all I'm saying. Um well, because I get your it's point. so unique because like all I can think about is all the like monster movies or action movies where they're like, this is the one way to kill the bad guy. Yeah. You know, and so they have to come up with some like convoluted way of like ensuring that the good guy is able to get that one serum or that one ray mm -hmm. of light or whatever. And that's what kills the bad guy And this. They're just like, fuck it. We're just going to chop them to pieces and hope it works. Yeah, like it, it's it's left very open ended. And given kind of the way the movie ends, because at this point they've resolved the Dracula problem. And yeah. now, oh, by the way, something that they bring up earlier in the movie a couple of times, but we just haven't brought up at all is. Um, and, I, and I need your clarification on this because i don't i think this is new lore as well um, okay dracula blood healing all wounds that is new and i dig it love it <laughs> i dig it because in all the older all, all the old ones you had to drink it right yeah but he only uses it on people that have his blood in them already right See, like, that's the... I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that it works on people that don't... See, like, this is the question. So, the question is, is, like, how is, is Nick Holt still alive? Does the Dracula blood stop aging? Or ooh, I didn't even go there. Yeah, because that's the only thing that I can think of that like that like will do that for you. Yeah. Or is I, it, I I love that they left that so open ended because that's the kind of conversation a, you can have. There's so many questions that this movie doesn't answer that I'm like that I'm like there's no way that they weren't thinking about a sequel. Yeah, because how is Redfield still oh, young? Because he doesn't have bite marks on his neck. I don't think so. I don't think Dracula bit him. Yeah, and then yeah, you're right. In order to become a vampire, the vampire has to bite you, and then you have to drink the vampire blood, right? And they did keep that, right? With the sister, yeah, yeah, because she comes out and she has like blood coming down her mouth. So I'm thinking, okay, she probably yeah. drank that blood. Um, but and she asks, right? She's yeah. like, Where what where did that blood come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's some sort of herbal remedy yeah. that Redfield picked up in the military. Oh, well, the, do they have it at GMC? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Great stuff. And he brings an entire picture to his counseling group um and this poor guy that leads this group is just terrified oh God, with dude, everything that's just so happened to funny. them yeah 
What? Oh, what's the line earlier in the movie that he says? He says, "Ah, oh, Jesus." Oh, whenever he's, I wrote it down. Whenever uh, uh, he says something about about how he can get into your head and that he's always there, and he's like, "Yeah, it's sometimes like that." Really weird and yeah. specific way of putting it, but yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah, really good. I liked his character. Um, in a just world, he would have been the one that was being tortured. Probably, yeah. You know, because he's the one that has, like, the most emotional connectivity to Renfield. Mm-hmm. So if there was a person to be tortured for Renfield's information, I feel like it would have been the counselor. Yeah, and this is why I think that this is the part that sold me on the sequel, because you can leave some of those lore things we talked about ambiguous. They do that in other ones when they try to introduce stuff. That's fine. Um, but this, this one, one took it, took it kind of far with the ambiguity and then ended with an entire group plus the sister drinking Dracula's blood and healing. Yeah. And what does that do? Well, and then the movie dude, doesn't answer them. The final, and I don't. Do you remember what the final shot of the movie is? No. The final shot of the movie is a close-in on the picture of Dracula mm-hmm. blood being left on the refreshment table of the support group. Right. You do not yep. linger on a shot like that unless if it's mm-hmm. going to be important in the next movie. Yeah. Exactly. So I hope they get something or yeah. do something with that. Um, I would take a comic book. That's fine. I I'm don't need a movie. Any way that this can be expanded on. Um, I, I said that I think like Renfield is the perfect way of incorporating the other universal monster movies. Cause all you need to do is, have something happen where his focus is next turned on the wolf man. Right. You know, oh, boom, there's a Frankenstein. Might as well go deal with that. The invisible man might as well go w- deal with that. The creature from the Black yeah. Lagoon might as well get a fucking thing, a scuba gear. I, I'm i leaning toward wanting uh, Frankenstein with Nicholas holding it. I think that you could do something really cool with that character nowadays if you keep that same vibe. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally down with any of these things. Um, I think that Nicholas Holt is a great actor to have in this. He doesn't like, sure, he's in the X-Men franchise, but he's not like a center. He's not like the main guy in there. He's, you know, kind of a joke, actually. Um and that sucks because I love Beast, but he's never given the proper yeah. deal in the movies. No, and I'm I'd, I'd be interested to see if they bring him back for the new X Men stuff. Yeah, and then and then like, dude, it'd be super easy because you do one at most two movies of Redfield going off and fighting other things, and at the end, boom, cliffhanger, Dracula's back. Yep. You know, and, and there you have it. Then you could cap it off at three or four movies, and it'd be a very fun film franchise, I think. And connected monster verse. Yeah. Without yes. putting, without overdoing it. Yeah. 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 The way you I, do the Black it, Lagoon would be kind of fun. Oh my god, dude! You want to, to see talk- like a Renfield learn how to scuba dive? I would. I'm there for that. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, that'd be a funny scene. Yeah, that'd be great. And I'd want them, I think I'd want them to do it, and this is just my thought, kind of like a Doctor Who type thing where he gets a new partner in crime each time. Um, I wouldn't want Aquafina back. You see, like, that's the thing. I'm down for that, but with Aquafina maintaining, like, a side character role. That's fine, yeah. But if he got, her like, sister will come into play. Right. But if he got a but if he got like a Van Helsing, who's his assistant then? Yes, and I would want a female Van Helsing. I think it's time. I think it'd be cool as shit. It's time to do it. Uh any any actor that you think would would nail the role at the moment off the top of your dome? Because mm. I got somebody, but I want you to go first. Rachel Wise. Ooh. Why Rachel Wise? I I like her dramatic acting. Oh, okay. And I think she's got a good face for like a downtrodden, like middle-aged Van Helsing. Okay, interesting. I'm interesting. I'm going younger. Okay. I think uh, here's an idea. You introduce Rachel Wise at the beginning of the movie as the older Van Helsing that gets killed from the creature of the Black Lagoon. So the younger Ooh. Van Helsing seeks out Redfield's help, and it is none other than Mia Goth. I mean, that's an obvious pick. Well, yeah, but you need somebody young. <sighs> I know. I you need. I don't know that young. she would do it. You need I don't somebody know that she young would do it. Who? Also, already has horror movie experience. Okay. Oh, I mean, you could just get the other scream queen of the moment. Yeah, obviously you get Jenny Ortega. Yeah, and she yeah. would do that. I think that's oh, a weird enough thing. She would where love she'd it. Be on board. Yeah, she would fucking kill it too. Yeah, both these actresses oh, yeah. would do great. Then. Yeah. But also, I think you go with Mia Goth because. Uh, you, I think you keep. I don't know why, but I think Renfield and Van Helsing. You need to keep European, and that would keep her well traveled if they are forced to go anywhere else. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think Jenny Ortega is a bit too American. Okay. Um, I'm down. Yeah, that's just my that's just my opinion. I mean, listen, I am all for if they ever got Maya Goth. I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I doubt it. Well, I mean, this movie's not going to happen. This movie did fucking terrible. I'm so surprised by that. Yeah, I didn't actually look. Really disappointing. My theater was full. That's so surprising to me. Yeah, mine was not. Oh, well, your town's kind of small. It wasn't in my town. It was in State College. Oh, They're not even right. showing Grenfield in my town. God, that's so sad that people aren't going to know what a Nick Cage Dracula is. Yeah. Because I, I agree with you. I think what he does, taking a Bella Lugosi mixed with a little bit of Gary Oldman. Yeah. Is perfection. I think that it's as much as like Bella Lugosi is like classic Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. This very much is like modern Dracula. Yeah, and I really like the way they modernized it for today. Yeah, there's this is what it would be like. It's very after 90 years. Murders yeah. have happened. People know something's up. It makes love sense the that they would know. 
loved the moment whenever Aquafina's sister, the uh, agent, um, agent Quincy of the FBI, uh, connects Renfield to murders going back 60 years. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love that. I think that's actually brilliant. Because maybe 80 years he's been doing this. Yeah, whoever whoever <laughs> you're talking to is like the most prolific serial killer in history. Yeah. You know, I thought that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. Because yeah. it also reframes the viewer's mind, right? As you're just getting to a point where you're like, I want him to win. They remind yeah. you that this dude's killed people for 80 years. And you're like, oh, right. Do I want him to win? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> maybe maybe Dracula is the victim here. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but overall, I, I'd give it a very low 70s for an objective score. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, I, the two of them, Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage, stellar in this movie, in my opinion. I think they got the assignment and elevated it in a really good way. They both were excellent in any scene together. Um, everything else around it for me felt like it was a way to plot the story along. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it really felt like it really felt like that the uh, the cop storyline here is completely perfunctory. I mm-hmm. feel like you could really. I mean, it's only padding at that point, right? It's only like yeah. the idea that we can't fill out 90 minutes with just Redfield and Dracula. We have to put in this side story yeah, uh, that's done in like the most lazy and unoriginal way possible. Uh, yep. The, the Wikipedia of Redfield says that the film received mixed reviews from critics who praised the comedic tone and performances but criticized the story. I could not agree with that more. Yeah. There's um, I actually aspects watched of this movie that I really, really enjoy, but a lot of it is like really like uneven at points. Uh personal mm. scale, 10 out of 10 would 100 percent rewatch yeah. this movie. I'm Objective buying it. Scale, <laughs> um, I'd probably give this about a 6.5. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, am I, I think mine's slightly higher just because I was surprised by Nicholas Holt and I've always wanted a Renfield themed film. So yeah. I got what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, I loved this. It's so weird because we always talk about this with like viewing things and then like actually thinking about the thing. Right. Yeah. This was one of the funnest times I've had at the movies this year. Yeah. Like, Full it, recommendation for anybody that would ask. Yeah, 100%. Like, <laughs> and I would probably even say, like, listen, you might hate this movie, but I thought it was hilarious and super fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. You know, if Michael Bay can make seven fucking Transformers movies. Hey, this new one looks fun. Then we can and allow. I don't like that. We can allow Chris McKay one more Renfield, right? I hope so. I wow. really do. Uh, Me too. This- this was, I think, a really good infusion just in the general cinema landscape. I think you needed a fresh take on Dracula and you got it. And it may be, it may be one of those things that gets a cult following over time, right? I have a feeling it will. I wouldn't be yeah, surprised I, 
if in like two or three years we see that like Amazon Prime or Netflix announces a sequel. Yeah. I think this is a movie that'll do really well once it hits home video and streaming. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just feel like it's not gonna reach it. I mean, it won't box office. It won't. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't think it was gonna do great in the box office. I just didn't know it was. Doing I that didn't either. Me. But I, then I thought, like, wow, sixty-five million is a lot for this movie. Yeah, because really, it's not. It's not like top quality. It was made very intentionally. Yeah. And then that's the best thing it has going for it. Yeah. Once you get in for the ride, you're in it. I mean, it's the exact opposite of like X and Pearl. Yeah. Because both of those movies were made for $1 million. That's crazy, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's get into the questions, baby. Yes. Patrick. I want the questions. I've been <laughs> waiting for the questions. <laughs> I don't have answers because I wanted him to be surprised, but I want the questions. <laughs> Vanilla Bear. Yeah. In this movie, who would you want to see fight a grizzly bear? I'm going easy on this one. I'm going Nick Cage Dracula, baby. I want it. <laughs> I want it so bad. <laughs> so I'm going to choose. Uh, I'm going to choose uh, uh, Ben Schwartz, but uh, familiar Ben Swartz. Okay. Ben Swartz is Dracula's familiar. That's my dude. Choice. I would love to see him like messing with the bear. Be like, what are you doing, bro? You gonna get me? Yeah, you gonna know he come wouldn't come just come fight come him. Come <laughs> no, 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 he would like be playing games with the bear. <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like patting its nose. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right. That's better. <laughs> yep. Next up. Who would you want to see Lost in the Woods naked and afraid style? Um, I would go with Aquafina's sister because I hate her character so much. Oh, fun. Um, similarly, I'd be going with uh, the mom. Yep. Oh, yeah. Good call. Valid yeah. Francesca. Just because like. God, because her name's stupid. One her stupid <laughs> fucking name that I haven't forgotten because of how stupid it is. Yeah. But two, also equally, um, God, can you imagine how fucking useless she would be out there? Oh, she didn't do anything to help throughout the whole movie. She just yelled at her son. Yeah, then God fucking then left a snail trail after meeting Dracula. <laughs> and yeah. finally. Yeah. Yeah. The most important question. Mm -hmm. Who would you replace in this movie with the greatest man who ever existed? David Batista. Oh, that is a good one. This one was a toughie. I don't yeah, know sure. that I have the best answer. Um, I would... I think I would. No, so want there's him... so few movie. There's so few characters in this movie that it either yeah. has to be a main character or a really fun cameo. No, you know what? I would make him Ben Schwartz. Oh, I would want him to be the disappointing son, always having to like make up for 
stuff uh, with his mom. I think he played a very similar character like that in Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was very much uh, obviously different character, but I got that same. Like, he was a mama's boy. Disappointment yeah. mama's boy vibe in Glass Onion for sure. He could pull that off. Yeah, but he I think he would. Off. He's a great actor. He would rise up the action scenes, though. Sure. Right. He's trained for that. They could have done some cool things with him and Nicholas Holt in the same scenes together. Well, stuntmen, too, I assume. I don't think Nicholas Holt did half of that, but <laughs> who cares? Yeah, I would. I would actually. I would actually uh, go with um, the police chief. Yeah, it's a good one because I think that it would be really fun to have this like big hulking police chief that you're like, damn, this guy could really kick ass, and then he quits out and then comes. He quits out, leaves, and then immediately gets his head ripped off. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that would show one. One, it'd be really funny because it's Batista, but two, yeah. it would show just how powerful the new John Ralphio is. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, yeah. I love. I just love to all the reviews I've watched have pretty much just said that they're like he just played John Ralphio as a mafia son. Yeah, <laughs> who like, cares? Yeah, yes, yes, he did. That character yes, he did. for him. Yeah. yeah. And I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you have if you have Ben Schwartz in your movie I, and he's not Sonic, he's John yeah. Ralphio. Like, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Just get over that's, it. <laughs> you, you people have broken me. What's wrong with John Ralphio? He is one of the funniest characters on the entire show. He's perfect. <laughs> I am excited every moment he walks in. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of those characters in Parks and Rec that you see that the moment he walks into screen, you get a smile on because he's going to do and yeah. say something so out there and ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, the episode's about to be chaotic. Yeah. Because he doesn't come in and have peace. <laughs> there's only one person in Parks and Rec that you get as excited for showing up. And it's whenever he shows up with his sister. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, That's Mona how Lisa. you know yeah. that this episode of Parks and Rec is about to pop the fuck off. Yeah, and then you add Henry Winkler as the dad. Come on. Get out of here. Like, ridiculous. Greatest <laughs> Get out of here. Time. Yeah. Well, any last comments on Renfield? John. I'm just happy that this movie exists. Me too. Me too. And I say it a lot. I say it all the time. If you want a kind of movie to exist, you have to go out and support the movies that are like it. Yep. Yeah. That's just the way it is. They look at that. They look at it. They yeah. know. Well, the, that's the only thing that they look at is is return. Yeah. You know, it's now likely that we will never get another like fun reimagining of a classical horror monster because nobody's seeing this movie. And that is so disappointing to me. Yep. And now don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want that vibe with a swamp thing situation or creature lagoon, whatever. Well, I would want that to be a little more seriously toned. I always bring up creature of the black lagoon because I love it, but I know you do. Yeah. But that's not like, I mean more of like a wolf man. 
Yeah, no, that one could work. Yeah. But I still wouldn't mind a serious one in the group if they made them. I think it would be a well, cool this movie change. wasn't see, like that's the thing. Like this movie wasn't a flat comedy. No, not at all. It had no, comedic, that's what I mean. I think it was unique. Yeah, it had comedic elements, and I think that you can yeah. ride that line very well with the kind of monsters like like a Wolfman and especially a Frankenstein. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I feel there's like I, way too many opportunities there. I feel like I agree <laughs> with you that like the Frankenstein, I think, is the best direction to take this next. Yeah. And then after that, you kind of see what the reaction is. Yeah. The reaction um, is bad from this first one. Once again, probably. Oh. Yeah. Real sad. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I didn't want to go see 65. But you did it. <laughs> but I did it. Because I want more dinosaur movies. Yep. Okay. And you mark my words, Patrick. In three to seven years, we're going to have so many fucking Nintendo movies out. Oh, man. Zelda's coming, baby. It's coming. It's happening. You know it. It's happening. And you know yep, the I gotta first see it person. You know the first person in the fucking movie theater seat for that. Yep. Before before we sign off and we give the honorary hashtag and let the people know how they can help. I am super jazzed. Evil Dead tomorrow night, baby. Cannot wait. So excited. Yeah, it's apparently it's been previewing very well. I sure hope so. It looks like they put production value into it just based on the prosthetics that I saw. So I'm happy with that. Really, really looking forward to what they do. Before we uh, get off, I'm wondering if we have a reported budget on it yet. Oh, I don't know. Not yet. The other one I will see at some point is Bo's Afraid, but that might be a next week night thing. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. That uh, that movie will 1000% not be in my theater. Uh. <laughs> no, probably not. No. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yep. Once again, if you guys want to reach out to us on Twitter, it is at Forest Film Club. Uh, email us and tell us things that you want to hear reviewed uh, at Forest Film Club at 22 at gmail.com. It's the best way of, of getting at us and, and getting a movie that, that you want to hear people talking about. The, uh, the more obscure movie, the better as far as I'm concerned, right? Yeah. I mean... You know, we talked about the the OG today, right? Yeah. We already covered a long time ago the one that was supposed to be its direct competitor. Yeah. Which, wild, and we might need to do that again because it was a really interesting movie and people need to hear about it. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so thank you, as always, Vanilla Bear, for joining me. That has been the Vanilla Bear Patrick over there. Please tell your friends and family to listen to us for his film club for his film club 22 at gmail.com. Uh, please find us on anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. We would love to know what you think. And of course, if you don't know, you should know this has been the chocolate bear Mundo. This has been the forest film club. And as always, we'll hit you with one hashtag. Batista of the Black Lagoon. Dude.